0: hello to all you eagles fans out there this is episode 7 of the missing link podcast your connection to the eagles through the eyes of a fan this week the eagles have a thursday night matchup on a national stage against the green bay packers it's gonna be a tough road game let's take a look at it now Didn't have much time to recover from that one, did we? (laughs) Thursday night, right after a tough loss at home, the Eagles are going to be taking the Packers on the road. Considering it's a Thursday night game, I think you can think of it in two different ways. That is not enough time for the guys who are injured to recover, but I'd like to think of it in the other way, which would be these guys can kind of wipe that bad taste of the Lions game out of their mouth, roll up their sleeves, and get to work. And it it seems like, on Twitter at least, that's how some of the players have taken the approach to this week. Fletcher Cox in particular came on Twitter to kind of shut down some misnomers or misconceptions about his play on Sunday, but it's nice to see the fire and the zest in his approach to this week. I'm liking what I'm seeing when it comes to the Eagles players and the attitude that they clearly have, which is we're going to show the world who we are, because in 2017, especially in the playoff run, the underdog story was really what drove that team. They had the passion, they had the desire, and they were out to prove the world wrong. If we can get that narrative to start here before the season even really gets rolling, I'll take whatever it gets to make sure that they actually come to play this week because this Packers team, while having weaknesses, is very good and undefeated. They played the Bears week one in a pretty ugly game that they won 10-3. to I wouldn't say you can take much away from that game because it was the first game of the entire NFL season and both teams looked extremely sloppy. In Week 2, the Packers beat the Vikings 21-16. to Dalvin Cook for the Vikings ran for 154 yards. However, Kirk Cousins threw two interceptions. They exploded for a 21-point first half, and they actually had to hold on at the end of that game to make sure that they came out with a win. And then last week, they played the Broncos. They won 27-16. to The Broncos ran for 149 yards. This team can clearly be run on, and Joe Flacco is not exactly the most impressive player of all time. So I'm seeing some vulnerabilities on this Packers team. Let's dive into the offense first, because that's really where the star of the show is in Aaron Rodgers. He has four touchdowns this year with no interceptions, hasn't turned the ball over at all. He has two wide receivers that he relies on, both Devontae Adams, who is a great pass catcher, more of a possession receiver, but can really catch anything thrown his way. And on the other side, we have Marquez, who is a speedster. He gets behind the defense. He's their deep threat. Really, their only vertical deep threat. And Jimmy Graham has been playing tight end for them. But he's currently on the injury report, and it's unclear if he's going to actually play. Aaron Rodgers on the offensive line he's actually been sacked seven times in three games that's something that we harped on last week with the Lions game that we were unable to get to the quarterback that definitely needs to change because this offensive line has been giving up sacks in these three games so we need to make sure that we put that pressure on with the front four and get home and with some of these more motivated players I'm hoping to see a little bit of a change in the attitude of that defensive front. The Packers average 89 yards rushing So they have Aaron Jones as their running back. He's a good player. They just don't really rely on him too often. They really like to throw. They sometimes get behind and they want to throw the entire time. They kind of forget that they have some running backs on their roster. For example, last week, Aaron Jones only averaged 1.9 yards per carry pretty terrible. However, he scored two touchdowns because they gave it to him inside the five-yard line. They really use their running backs in spurts. You can point to Aaron Rodgers as really the driving force behind this team, which is no surprise. He's an MVP caliber quarterback. However, the weapons around him, especially Devontae Adams, hasn't played up to his potential quite yet. The Eagles secondary can certainly cure some of those ills, especially since Ronald Darby's not going to be playing in this game. I'm excited to see Russell Douglas against this wide receiver front because if he's matched up on Devontae Adams I think that that speed and his general bulkiness because he's 6'2 can take on Devontae Adams and hopefully keep him in the same place he's been this year which has been kind of a non-factor. One game he went over 100 yards but he hasn't had an explosive game yet so hopefully we keep him out of the end zone. On the other side I'm anticipating Sidney jones matching up with mvs is what i'm gonna start calling him from here on out marquez is faster and i think it'd be smart of jim schwartz to follow Devontae adams with Razul douglas to make sure that there's no matchup issues however they don't normally mix up their cornerbacks so they'll probably stay exactly where they are this offense is actually ranked 27th in the league it only averages 19 points per game They also only average 197 yards passing, so that's also good for 27th in the league. And they only average 89 rushing yards, which is 3rd to last. I would argue that the defense has been keeping them in these games. They've done a fantastic job protecting the ball. They haven't had many turnovers at all, and they're actually up 6 in the turnover ratio. So they've actually gotten 6 more turnovers than they've given up. Their 3rd down percentage is not great either. They're only 9 for 36, which is less than 33%. This offense could definitely be taken advantage of. Outside of Aaron Rodgers, who at any point can make a magical play and hurt us deep... Devontae Adams has not been playing very well so far. If you can bottle up his other receiver, MVS, you're going to find that the running game's not going to beat you. The offensive line's a little spotty. And if we can get one or two turnovers, that's going to completely flip the script. And it being a Thursday night game is already kind of weird. A lot of teams don't have really explosive offenses on Thursday night. So I'm hoping to see a little bit of a corral of Aaron Rodgers in this offense. The Packers' defense is much better than in years past. They have quite a few players over there that are playing lights out to start the season. Preston Smith is a linebacker. He already has 4.5 sacks. That's in three games. He actually had three of those last week against the Broncos. Zadarius Smith also has three sacks. And in the back end, they have Adrian Amos and Daryl Savage at safety. Daryl Savage is a great player who was drafted this year in the first round from the University of Maryland. Shout out to my birth state. And they form a very formidable secondary. Their fifth best in pass defense in the league, and they only give up 11.7 points per game. The Eagles' offense is going to be finding a little bit of a struggle here. I would say that some of that has a lot to do with the fact that you played the Broncos. They played the Bears in Week One, and Mitchell Trubisky has not been sharp at all. And they only played, you know, they only scored three points in that game. And Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. I don't think that the Packers necessarily faced an offense like the Eagles yet, specifically Carson Wentz. We may see a little more success than those teams have because we just have a better quarterback and better weapons. Speaking of weapons... Alshon Jeffrey is going to be a full participant in practice today, and it sounds like he's going to be a full go with no workload management come Thursday, which would be a big boost in the Eagles' wide receiver corps. We could take JJ Arcega-Whiteside, put him back to third, fourth receiver where he belongs clearly, (laughs) and uh, having Alshon out there will really give this offense life because now they have to concentrate on someone on the outside. They can't just double Zach Ertz the entire time or key in on the running game. I think having him back is going to lead to a lot of good things for the Eagles' offense. As for the Packers' run defense, it's only 25th in the NFL, actually give up 131 per game. The Eagles have, just like against Atlanta, just like last week, we need to establish the run because we do not have an explosive element in our offense right now. You know, we don't have Deshaun Jackson, so we need to kind of work our way in chunks down the field, and the easiest way to do that is through the running game. I think that the biggest detriment to the Eagles running game so far has been the shuffling of the running backs, because they haven't really had an opportunity to get anyone in a rhythm. Miles Sanders had a couple great catches, however, he wasn't really getting much going in the way of ball security. Because of that, they put in Jordan Howard and Darren Sproles, and I think some of these like lack of having a bell cow or someone to get into a rhythm and see the lanes and do all those things... That's leading to some missed opportunities, some meat on the bone, and a lot of these running plays, the holes are there. It's just a matter of the running back finding their way through that hole do know that something needs to change in the running game if we're going to see the kind of offense that the Eagles could potentially be. And so overall, the Packers have a offense that's not necessarily explosive, but they take care of the football and they don't beat themselves. And then you have a defense that is more than happy to take advantage of opportunities like interceptions and sacks. I think a lot of their statistics on defense have to do with not playing a team like the Eagles until this point. Thursday night could be a very weird place for both teams. And if I'm going to catch the Packers at home, I would much prefer it to be on a Thursday night than a Sunday where they don't have as much time to prepare for us. After last week, the general attitude in the locker room is this is not who we are and we need to show the world and make them shut up. And I think some of that underdog mentality is starting to show itself. I don't think we're going to see dog masks anytime soon, but this could be beneficial to the Eagles because they can turn around quickly, not have to worry about last week. Get that taste out of their mouth and actually play a good team that people deem to be a good team and show their stuff. Initially, before looking at these statistics and looking at the players that the Packers have, I was not feeling like the Eagles were gonna win this game. I thought, okay, we're gonna get beaten to the dirt. We're gonna be one and three. Upon closer inspection, seeing that the Packers haven't really played anybody yet. I wouldn't consider the best team in that in that group would be probably the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is not someone that scares me. The Bears have not played well really at all this year, and then on top of that, the Broncos are not a very intimidating team either. I've kind of flipped after looking a little bit closer at this, seeing how they've really struggled a little bit on offense, and then on defense, them just kind of, you know, taking advantage of the teams presented to them so far. A lot like the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys have not played anyone. Let's not give them the NFC's crown yet. Considering it's Thursday night, it's simplified game plan. Both defenses have capable players and both offenses might be a little wounded from Sunday night. Let's go with a little more of a lower score. The Eagles average 25 points per game and the Packers are averaging 19, so we got to go a little bit below that. 21 to 17, Eagles win. We get a big boost of confidence going into our 10-day rest. The NFL is very weird. You have the lines at home and you peg them as a definite win, and I think most of us when you look at the schedule looked at the Packers and said definite loss. It's funny how the season usually shakes out where you're inconsistent, you have different issues, whether that's injuries or otherwise. You lose to a team that you shouldn't at home, and then you go on the road and beat a team that you probably shouldn't. With the Packers coming off of a short week, feeling good about themselves, and maybe not taking the Eagles as seriously as they could, I could see a potential upset here. So again, 21-17, the Eagles pull this one out, especially with Alshon back. Looks like Goddard will also not be limited. Carson will have almost all of his weapons back. And I think that will lead to some good things. Hopefully the defense can hold against Aaron Rodgers. So let's all cross our fingers for a win in Lambeau. Heck of a place to play. It's a tough environment on a national stage. And I'm looking forward to the Eagles shutting up some people who are doubting them. I want them to show the team that that we all thought they would be in the beginning of this season. And I want to see some spark of that elite team that I know they can be if they put all this together. And say it with me, Fly Eagles Fly! Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Missing Link Podcast. Please share this with an Eagles fan that you have in your life. If you're listening to this on Apple iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else, please leave a review, rate, subscribe. It really helps get the podcast out there and reach other fans. I'll be back Friday with a game review of Hopefully a Win.